Hi, welcome to the Castcast. I'm Ella. I'm Ilse. And I'm Jess. Who are you? Castilla. Okay, I love that you put a little flavor on there. That was lovely. You know. Yeah. Professionalism. Did I do a good job? <laughs> you did a great job. As always. Thank you. <laughs> I loved Thanks. it. Okay. Um, <laughs> before we get into this week's episode, uh, as per usual, we will wander over to our mail room. What's up? Let's um, get in there. See what's going on in there. Um, the... Only thing we have this week is an email um, from, I closed it, from Al, but anonymous, but they said we can call them Al. Um, this was a really long email and we really appreciate it. Like, we don't get, obviously, a lot of emails. We've mentioned that before. Um, and Tumblr doesn't love when people write really long <laughs> things. It always wants to chop it up. So this has been, this is a really good read. Um you said a lot of stuff and like just honestly we there's no way that we can possibly go through every single point um but thank you so much for writing in um there's one part that we did want to highlight because we all found it super interesting Mm. this is about we talked briefly about um the junkless comments that get thrown angels and Cass's way Mm. and about how that kind of felt weird to us because like we don't like we know they have junk and it kind of was just like it felt a bit weird, so we didn't know why. Um, but so what you said was, um, I don't know if you guys know this because it's never stated outright, but the whole junkless thing is a reference to the Kevin Smith movie Dogma from 1999. I just turned 30. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, um, and I watched that movie several times as a too young kid with, without ever owning the VHS DVD, oh, VHS slash DVD. <laughs> uh, pretty sure it got played on Comedy Central a bunch, edited for TV. It was narrated movie. Anyway, that culture is cultural osmosis. It was definitely a pop culture redefining of angels that undoubtedly impacted Supernatural. Um, they said that like Alan Rickman plays a character called uh, an angel called Metatron, um, which is obviously linked to the last episode. That's the first time we hear about Metatron. Um, who visits a woman to send her on a holy mission, but he appears in her bedroom in the middle of the night, which makes her think he's some kind of sexual assaulter, so Rickman flashes her to show her how smooth as a Kendall he is. Uh, that was in quotes. Uh, you see, it's all part of how angels are clean, free from sexual sin, and couldn't sexually assault someone if they wanted to, etc., etc. So I guess it's the use of junkless. What you're saying is it's probably like a just a cultural reference that we don't know, and maybe like with that knowledge, the kind of reference makes more sense because it's just like another thing, I guess, that Dean says that is just a cultural reference that, like, like Cass, we don't really understand. Um, Jess, like you're American, did like have you <laughs> I've never, never seen, seen that? It, but I do, like, I've heard of it. Um, but I mm. believe that this is like. This is definitely sort of like a cult classic movie, and I think it's like difficult to find on streaming. I feel like I've heard that mm. before. Um, so hey, here's the thing that's kind of interesting. I will not be looking I think. for it. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> article about Kevin Smith explains why Dogma isn't on streaming. Um, but I can get it from my library, which I'm I'm gonna request that because you know 
I'd like to see. That's cool of you. Yeah, well, report back. Yeah. I had to buy a uh, like an external DVD drive so that I could watch DVDs from the library on my laptop. So Very cool. Very cool. Oh, no. Do you have one of those, those laptops that don't have a, a, a disk drive? Yeah, they took away her holes. <gasps> I was going to say they took <laughs> so away her sad. pussy. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. But what can you do? You know? Sorry, that was an incredibly lazy joke. I just lifted it from Tumblr. But, um... Well, it, season seven of Supernatural is the place for lazy jokes, so don't even worry about it. Especially about genitalia. I mean... Come on. Mm. The Rise of Dick will always get me. It was so funny. I'm sorry. But, like, they put that on the television. <laughs> on the television. It was funny. What am I supposed to say? Um. Anyway. Something else that, yeah, something else that they mentioned um, is that they thought it might be cool if we posted a roundup of all the fix that we've mentioned, um, which is a good idea, but... In kind of a more roundabout way, we actually always link to the fix that we discuss in our show notes. Mm. Um, we really try to do that. I don't think we've ever missed one, but let us know if you have you can see that we've mentioned it and not put it in there. But that is where you can definitely go to find them. Um, we always put links for anything kind of random that we talk about, whether it's like a fic or like a random Tumblr post that has only been seen by us and like 2,000 other crazy people on Tumblr. Um, but... Yeah, it it would be cool, but it would also just be like something that would often like have to be updated. And we're already like <laughs> just getting like on the mic is a bit of a, a scheduling challenge. So any kind of extra work for us at the moment is a big maybe. So <laughs> yeah. big maybe to that idea. <laughs> but thank you so much. We appreciate your uh, your input because again, this was an extraordinarily long email and I don't mean that as a dig I mean you thought about it you sent your thoughts um so thank you very much for for sharing all that with us so something that you do mention is that um obviously we might have a biased perspective um considering we're the cast cast and I don't think so I think we do it exactly right Well, we are, we're, we're just covering his episode, so obviously we're not going to have a fuller's picture of all the other characters. Honestly, that's kind of the joke of the show. That's why this podcast is such a ridiculous idea. People don't do this because it's silly, but we just love Cass so much and we love the idea, so that's what's happening. But if you were looking for a podcast that is maybe a bit more balanced, uh, <laughs> covers the whole show in its entirety, um, our dad's podcast uh monster i'm very uncomfortable with you saying that but go ahead i I was uncomfortable saying it (laughs) even though i made the joke in the first place um but those boys they've covered every episode of the show and they're really funny and um yeah i just think yeah we'll plug that's probably for that coverage whereas we we're obviously always gonna be we're gonna be in Cass's corner, even when he um, is wrong. Objectively, up. yeah. Um, also, because yeah, yeah, he's our fave. Yeah. What's cool also about Monster of the Week is if you listen to the whole, you know, backlog of them covering Supernatural, it's extremely hilarious to listen to um, two men who are like. In their thirties to forties, I think by by now, dude, I don't know. Chris was in his twenties. That's how long ago they started. God. Okay, uh, Chris was in his twenties. Uh, 
uh, Jeremy was in his 30s, I, I believe, when they started. And to have them gradually realize that Destiel is real was hilarious. Two cis men just going it's, through life, just being like, wait, It's nah, like it on. was written nah, to be funny. On. Like, it... Um, <laughs> it was incredible. And um, I never, ever thought I would have that experience. So thank you to them for being honest with themselves and with us. Mwah. Um, as always, they're very. Hilarious. And now their whole stick is like covering shows with iconic ships. Like that's that's the that's whole what thing. they do, they're and they're so good at it. X Files at the moment. They just finished covering Merlin. Yeah. Uh, they cover the Lord of the Rings movies. They're they're like, who's where are the hunks who are staring at each other yeah. lovingly? Yeah. That's the shows that they're interested in watching, and um, they're good at it. <laughs> so yeah, so check yeah. out Monster of the Week is basically our pitch right now. Um, but yeah, I think you guys will find that they are extremely funny and um, quite sincere at times when I know we have a little bit of trouble with that. While we're in sort of the male space, um, while we're in, you know, the male bag right now, somebody sent us a uh-huh. message on Tumblr saying that they had been sending asks with links and we didn't get those. So if that was yes. you... Um, reach out again if you feel like, you know, you still need to speak your truth in that way. Um, but also if anybody else is listening and you've been trying to send us stuff with links and it hasn't been working, just so you know. So Hmm. if you have stuff that you want to show us using links, you can, if it's a post on Tumblr, you can just DM it to us on there. Um, and we'll like, you know, respond that way. Um, and then you can always email us too. And I think you can do submissions on our Tumblr and I think you can submit links. I was going to say, I think our submissions are open and submissions do let you send a link. It seems to be submissions are cool for links, but not regular asks. Um, And if if it's something that we're going to read on this show, just let us know if you want to be anonymous and we'll, um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. We'll do that. And another thing, um, if you're responding to something on Spotify in like the little Q&A section on Spotify, those, those don't publish automatically. We've been publishing them so that people can see them. But if you have something and you just want us to see it and perhaps read it on the show, just put that in the message too. Like, just say like, can you guys just read this on the show? Like, don't publish it. You know, like, let us know um, if you feel yeah. shy. So we want to hear from you and we if want you to shy. feel comfortable talking to us. So, if you're modest, yeah. mm. that's cute. Okay, we'll know who you are exactly, but, but it'll just remain between else. the four of us. So, that's us three mm-hmm. and you. That's the four. Oh, I was like Craig. <laughs> Five of us. <laughs> yeah, I guess we trust Craig. Yeah, Craig is my um, my friend. Yeah. Okay. And Rosie and Jack. And Rosie um, and Jack are also friends. Rosie also does know. not care. They will know. Sorry. I mean, but I have Jack, to be I don't. Yeah. I have to be honest. I think Jack is on her hunter steez right now. Um, I won't gross you out with the details, but there have been um, gifts left in my bedroom in the middle of the floor. She's getting critters? She's bringing critters to you? She She is bringing critters. And... This is why I shouldn't have let my parents let her be an outdoor cat. But to be fair, when they did this the first time, I was so set on her being an indoor cat, guys. I was working so hard on it. And then um, I was in the fucking psychiatric hospital in 2022. And they were like, lol. And then they did it. They let the cat out. And now 
I have a little hunter on my hands and I feel too bad to keep her inside. So <laughs> Now she's been out. Yeah. She's like... Yeah. I think once you get over the age of 45, um, you don't care about cats being inside cats anymore. Just from my experience. Trying to explain why it's better. It's just not been successful. <laughs> I feel bad though. I would feel bad having her an inside cat because like, I don't know how to... Like she doesn't have enough... I will never feel like she has enough room to play, but at the same time, like I do want her to be safe so pros and cons anyway is this what parenting is like no one should ever do it it sucks okay um (laughs) yeah but kids don't like bring dead rats they might depends on the kid they they just have other issues depends on the kid some crazy people (laughs) yeah um okay that's all we've got for the mailbag um so can i this week on the cast cast excuse me what my job what? My job. No, not your job. I'm not? still to finish the intro. Okay, sorry. No, I haven't finished. I didn't say the name of the episode or anything before. I thought that and was I ha- my we haven't job. done the cast count. My God, stop. Oh my God. Don't and fight. we haven't done. Please. Oh my God, don't fight. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. I was just saying that, like, I was listening. And I'm so I was just listing the things so, that we haven't so done. Like Shakira said, no fight. No fight. I need a fucking voice. I need a voice trans like what are they I need a new voice box they need to put a new one in me because what I do is my brain I'm sending the thought of I'm reading something in a neutral tone to my friend neutral to positive tone and what comes out is is something that is angry and I'm not angry it's just like what it sounds like I think you're very lucky that I have a friend who always, I mean, I grew up with a friend who always sounded really aggressive when she was just emphatic. Um, and so I'm, now I'm, I'm ready for this. Usually, usually I'm ready for this. Not always though. Okay, my bad. Go ahead. Do your thing. I just, I, I, I honestly feel like I'm going crazy when it gets brought up. Cause like, I don't, uh, I, I honestly never honestly feel anger that strongly. And you've what? heard me be really angry. Girl, I'm angry all the time. That's insane. I'm not. I'm not. Like, so when I'm saying something, when I'm just like being straightforward and plain is what I think, and it sounds angry, it's like makes me feel absolutely mad. Anyway. Mad isn't angry or mad isn't awful. Uh, let me, let me, like, give me a second. Give me a second. Wait, Ilsa, we actually, I still have a few more things in the intro that I need to read first before you can do the middle bit. Oh my god, Ella, can you calm down, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Please cuddle that. It sounds crazy. Not, it sounds I crazy. love it. This is, this Ella, not, please I'm never relax. No, we were fighting. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ella, we love you and we know you're good. Okay. I need to do like voice training. No, what? No. I, I need to. I need to go. I need to go in the woods and get trained by a wizard. What to feel less angry? I don't think that's true. <laughs> Just I'm cursed. I'm cursed with never feeling real anger, but, but <laughs> uh, sounding constantly angry at all times. Uh, I do think wizards make you more angry, dude. Um, no, he'll fix me. For example, have you ever seen BBC Merlin? There's a guy that will make you angry. <laughs> Several of them, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I said before, it's still my turn. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so I me. this episode <laughs> this episode is um the 
the last episode of the seventh season. It is the 23rd episode. Um, this is the first time that the show does 23 episodes mm-hmm. in a season. And I didn't check to see if they ever do it again, but I think maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> um, it is Survival of the Fittest. Um, it is, unfortunately, shout out, <laughs> it is um, Sarah Gamble's last writing credit on Supernatural. Wait, that's um, her last one? It's her Whoa. last one. I know I've complained about Sarah, but they kicked my girl out. They kicked her out. This is her last one. Her first one was in season one, uh, 103, Dead in the Water. Oh, maybe she just got um, bored. A good episode. But yeah, she's been around for a while. Um, I think after this, she goes on to many things which we've alluded to. Everyone should check out that IMDb if you want more of um, <laughs> her particular her brand of crazy really normal. shit. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say really normal work. Um. I think. And it was you. You'll you'll never guess, but by how it was shot. But it was directed by Robert Singer, um, <laughs> king of silly choices, king of Windows ninety eight media. Wow, sweet. Okay, editing. You're style. coming for his neck, huh? He loves like a shaky cam. He loves like a zoom. Can I say something? <laughs> the editing style is not up to him. Like there are editors who do that. The style is up to the director. The yeah. director's the one okay. telling the editors what to do. Fair point, fair point, fair point, fair point. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I was being a bit cheeky about uh, his <laughs> style there, um, but he deserves it. Um, Jess, what is the cast count for this episode? It is 11. No, it is 1231. <laughs> 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 no, that's almost the time now. Um, lovely. <laughs> Um, not enough, which I'll always say, but, um, Cass was mentioned in the last episode. He was mentioned, uh, in two different scenes. Um, Bobby and Dean talking about, like, getting the alpha blood and, uh, like, Dean saying that Cass whammied them all, um, which I think is what we thought happened, right? We thought that. Cass, like, dealt with all the alphas that were, like, trapped, I guess, by Crowley. But it turns out, I guess, a little bit of a, I don't know, they just kind of made it vague so that they could do something like this later on. Um, The next scene is Crowley saying that uh, the alpha vampire somehow made good his prison break before Cass went nuclear on the place. So... The alpha like vampire was in the last episode. Um, if you remember, mm-hmm. it's like the one where he's like, "See you next season" or whatever. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so I guess Cass was just hanging out while the boys were doing all that. Um, but he's back, and uh, Ilsa's going to tell you all about it. I lost a lot of steam there at the end. I I revved myself out before getting all riled up about <laughs> I do think that's how steam works. You ride it out at some point. Um It just goes away and you can never get it back and then you just have to go to sleep. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything negative. Are you guys proud of me? I am. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay, I I wrote a very small um, very small summary, and I I want you guys mm-hmm. to not judge me for it. But if you have to, I'll accept it. It's a finale. 
And I don't really know what else to do here. There's a carry on my wayward son. You, we know this. You know this. I know this. It's good. We'll move on. Um. Okay. So wait, it, wait. You said you said <laughs> you said something, but it was cut out. And then you said, <laughs> "We know this. We all know this." But now I don't because I couldn't <laughs> hear what you said. <laughs> I said it's a finale. So there's a carry on my wayward son. I mean, it's obligatory. Mm-hmm. It was gonna happen. Yes. Know? Okay. Um, did you notice something fun that happened in the road so far? Many things happened. Um, well, when they first show Kevin in the road so far, it's over the lyrics of the song where it says, I hear the voices, etc. Oh, that's fun. Um, like, I hear the voices when I'm dreaming. That's when they showed Kevin. I did notice that, actually. I was like, good job on your little AMV. Your AMV. <laughs> there was at least one sleigh in there. Reblog. Reblog. Well, yeah. I don't know that I would. This one kind of bored me. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry. So it's not the best. No, if we're ranking them, it's not. It's not up there. Crawl, we're never yeah, gonna get was... through this episode. Let's go. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, Crowley double double crosses Sam and Dean. Uh, Bobby's possessing a woman and comes to his senses while he's choking Sam out. He helps them out with a case and gets them to burn the flask that is his tether to the world. Finally, because we've been struggling with this for like half of the season. Um, and now he is nominally gone. Uh, Cass is a Don McLean fan. I think this is important. And a pacifist. Uh, and Meg doesn't want to deal with any of these losers. Dick anticipates the Crowley double-double cross and decides to go fake out on all their asses. Uh, Dean and Cass have a talk and Cass decides to help them figure out who the real Dick is. I didn't anticipate that sentence being funny to me. Um, (laughs) Kevin, captured in the Leviathan HQ at Supercorp, does some sleuthing and realizes there's some hinky, skinny people genocide about to go down. I don't love that I said genocide here. Do you feel like that's a little insensitive? But they do call it. It is a systematic killing of people. They call it that in the show. Whatever. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Um, it's about to go down, but gets abducted before he can get Sam to help him blow it up. Sam is a little lost and panicky on account of how, although they succeed in killing Dick, um, that caused both Cass and Dean to vanish into thin air. Sam is threatening serious baby sibling meltdown, and we flash to purgatory, where Cass, serious and efficient once more, explains where they are as well as the danger they're in to Dean, only to disappear when a bunch of red-eyed beasts encircle them. Whoops. Avoidant king. <laughs> Avoidant king. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jess, I have the exact same thing written in my He was like, notes. anyway, we're <laughs> absolutely toast. Bye. <laughs> I've got Avoidant king. Of course he can see the real dick. Smile at face. Um, yeah. Okay, so I realized that was a very quick summary, and I hope that people watch the episode or they may be lost. Um... But yeah, so we have a lot of like uh, unlikely alliances that turn into betrayals in this episode, which is pretty funny Yeah, to me. Did you guys know that this is the first time that we've seen Dick Roman because he and Cass have never been in an episode together before? Oh, shit. Oh. I did not notice that because I have been watching a lot of episodes that Cass wasn't in. I was Why? very disloyal. Why would you do that? Um, well, I wanted to see... I wanted to see Charlie for one thing. Uh, I wanted to see Frank Devereaux for another. Mm. Who's Frank so, Devereaux? Yeah. 
we've had this conversation. <laughs> we and have. You can never remember him. Who is sorry? He, yeah, Who is that? he's like a. He's no. Are you not doing a bit? Did you, did you generally? <laughs> okay. Yes, no, uh, no, no, no. Frank Devereaux is a guy that sort of. No, don't tell her. Don't. She tell can look her. it up. No. Wow. Okay. This is my friend. Withholding information. <laughs> I guess I'll just go to the old Google machine. Don't do that. I'll tell you. <laughs> he's sort of a. He's a guy that Bobby knows. Um who knows about the hunting situation, but he's also a bit of a conspiracy theorist and he's a big old hacker. Um, and I think last time I s- described him to you as sort of a cross between Bobby and Charlie with, I think, more paranoia. Okay. Yeah. And but he's... it's almost valid because his life got like kind of destroyed by the supernatural, but yeah. Wait, holy shit. So his quote at the top of his like, sup- uh, uh, at the top of the at the top of his wiki page says what I did when I was 26 mm-hmm. and came home to find my wife and two kids gutted on the floor. Dude, he had a wife and two kids at 26. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it sucks that they died. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really wild. This is a thing. That is a thing. I like. I speak to like aunts and uncles and people who are like married at like 21 and I'm like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Very cuckoo. Very cuckoo. Very bananas. Sorry to any um, early married <laughs> listeners. I'm not. Why did you do that? It's just right surprising. In. Right in. And now I'm like at an age where like people really yeah. are getting married and stuff. And I'm like, wow. Real. That's pretty cuckoo. It's still crazy to me. Why are you getting married? I mean, other than tax benefits. I get that. And legal protection. In Australia, you don't even really get tax benefits because, like, if you're with someone for long enough, you just become, like, a de facto partner for tax reasons anyway. So it doesn't even matter for that. Okay, well, that's a big relief because anyway, I was, boring, I I was uh, a little worried about <laughs> your situation in that regard. So I'm glad. Okay, good. Thank you. You were worried about my situation? What were you, what were you worried about? Just, like, you know, legal protections. In case one of you gets into an accident or, you know, dies unexpectedly or stuff like that. It's good to have, like... Oh, yeah, nah. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very different here. I think... I don't, I don't know. I don't actually um, know. Okay, sorry. I would I love to talk more about this. The but <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to make us yeah. talk about the episode i really like the opening scene where it's crowley and dick roman and they're doing their little like oh, business yes. deals i was like wow what if succession was good it would be this <laughs> <laughs> guys i have a question for you yes. i have a question for you um out of these three couple names that i could think of mm-hmm, which one do you think is the best crick oh crick? oh gotcha okay yes yeah. Okay. Crick. Um. Crow. Crowick. That one doesn't roll off the tongue as well. No. Um. Or Dick well, Owley. Like Crowman. Do you know work. what? I know we want to work Dick. It's into obviously it. Crowman. Crowman. How about Dickley? Crowman. Crowman. <laughs> Dickley, Dickley Crowman could be the full um, couple. I like Dickley a lot, but Crowman was the Crowman. Dickley Crowman. <laughs> I'm jotting it down. Crowman is the first what, what what came to mind first for me. Like, I, this was it felt obvious to me. I'm having the late night madness because none of those came to me. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so you know, Dickley Crowman, real. Yeah, Dickley Crowman, real question mark. I do want to read you guys a text from our general chat in the Discord server that the three of us have. <clears throat> um, on the note. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was terrible audio. Delirious. Okay, so Jess, you know, you remember what she just said about succession? She said also in our chat, Dick Roman is kind of Kendall Roy to me. And I, I thought that this should be shared. <laughs> He kind of is, like, um, both he and Kendall he Roy is. are kind of doing a voice, but I think that's just Jeremy Strong's, like, actual voice. But still, I was yeah. like, wow, this is Crazy. literally exactly like Succession, but if Kendall was, like, m- sort of more effective as job. a person. Mm-hmm. 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 I thought the point of Kendall was that... They could swap be. places and yeah. it would be very similar. I very similar vibes. I have mm-hmm. not... Ha- watched enough succession to have a contribution to this conversation. I just thought you guys should know that gotcha. Jess said that. It was funny to me. Yeah. Jess is right. Yeah. I would vouch I'll vouch for Jess's opinion on this. Okay. So let's let's talk about the fact that after this scene, we have Dean and 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 Sam trying to figure out which um nun bone to use to make a knife <laughs> to kill. This made me laugh when Dean, <laughs> when they're talking about the mother superior <laughs> and Dean is like, power corrupts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that a lot. He's like, sounds political. I don't trust like that. Yeah. I was like, okay, fair point, actually. How does he know so much about that? Like, funny guy. <laughs> we know, okay, listen, we know, okay, Dean does not vote. Our boy does not vote. He has said this. How is he one of those people who like reads the news and is like, y'all suck. I'm just gonna I Did he had have like a stint at like a Catholic high school at some point? I doubt it. How did he pick up that vibe? Dean watches a lot of TV and movies. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. That must be it. Okay. Um and then at some point they try and summon um Crowley while Dick Roman uh is still finishing up the deal with him which takes like a day and a night or some shit and uh Crowley obviously can't come because dick roman has got him in a devil's trap while they're figuring that out and um meg pops up right at the at the cabin rufus's cabin um oh 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 if we're doing cass's first scene i want to back up slightly okay. um and do the first mention of cass in the air which oh is- right I forgot. A kind of notorious line Iconic. from Dean. I need to discuss this yeah. with you guys. Um, I feel like there's kind of two ways you can interpret For sure. this bit of dialogue. Yes. Um, and I personally, I'm not sure which way I interpret it okay. exactly. Let's let's give them the, the rundown. Okay, hold on. Before we... Yes. Um, so wait, Sam says we can it. call... What? Let me do it. <laughs> You want to do it? I want to do it so bad. Okay, okay. Um, um, and now for a dramatic reading. Now you. Um, now I don't want to do it. Look, Act one, scene one. Oh God. Uh, interior car night. Um, from Ilsa. All right, good. So Sam goes. We can call Castiel again, and then Dean says, "Dude, on my car, he showed up naked, covered in bees." And Sam says, "Yeah, I'm not really sorry. I missed that." Um, beautiful thank you beautiful stuff and then well as so Ella said rude. there are two ways to interpret that Sam's rude and also stupid <laughs> he's not sorry he missed that <laughs> shut up I'm sorry Sam. for you what do you mean shut up Sassiel 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 loses 
<laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, Ella, like you said, there are two ways to interpret this, right? Yeah. So, uh, one way is him kind of saying, I swear on my car, mm-hmm. like the way that people swear on things, um, that Cass showed up naked as in just, I guess, the last time he tried to contact him, mm. um, covered in bees. The other way to interpret it is that he's saying that I guess he was in the car and Cash showed up on the car naked, covered in bees, right? Mm-hmm. I lean heavily towards the first one just because of the phrasing. Me too. I, I feel like he would have said, he sh- dude, he showed up naked on my car covered in bees, if that were the case. Um, yes. It's very awkward phrasing otherwise. Yeah. So, sorry to Destiel Warriors who have like an Impala kink or whatever. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is more likely that he showed up naked maybe at the cabin. He just showed up naked wherever. Um, you can make it up. Yeah, wherever Dean was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess what we know about the honey, maybe that's when he was collecting the honey. I don't. Um, All of this is so fraught yeah. with possibility and also hard <laughs> to me. Um, Sorry, back to yeah, when ahead. we first see... Cass in the app. Oh right. Um, I I almost since Cass is isn't in a lot of episodes, I really want to kind of break down the scenes that he is in. Um, because there's a lot of other people doing stuff, and for sure, for we obviously sure. have to talk about Bobby. But not on the mood. But yes, go ahead. Well, you can talk about it. You started talking about it before. Sorry, oh, I, right. I was just like, oh, we have to talk about the bees thing. <laughs> so Meg shows but, up and complains that um that Cass has basically just like pulled her out of hiding for unclear reasons. Um, and when Dean asks why, Meg is uh, bitchy about it and tells him to go ask because he was Dean's boyfriend first. Because Sarah Gamble is insane. <clears throat> and so... Meg is like, I just show up to cause problems. <laughs> <laughs> Meg is like, I'm a hack and I'm going to make it everyone's problem. That's what she does. Um, so outside the cabin, Cass is just parked in a car uh, listening to Vincent from Don McLean. Uh, incredible moment. He's just like my dad for real, question mark? Anyway, um, so... Just like my dad Wait, for real what? as well. Oh my God. Don, Dads what? of the world, you know. Was it with, what is it with Don McLean and, and dads? Oh, yeah. Just questions. like me, for real. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, he did kind of slay all of everything that he did. He was slaying. He was slaying. Your Honor, he was slaying. Anyway, Your Honor, my client slayed. <laughs> Those men. Yeah. Those three men. Although, if I can be completely <laughs> honest, the only Don McLean song I know is American Pie. But I know it really well. Yeah. Well, I mean... He slayed. American Pie from the American Pie AMV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the one he wrote for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, while Cass is like gazing out the window um, and and like listening to Don McLean, Don McLean's Vincent to be precise, um, Dean comes up and um, starts asking him what's up and then Dean gets the lovely response that Cass feels like no one should test. I'm just going to read it. It's too good to just like summarize. Yeah. He says, well, Dean, I've been thinking monkeys are so 
clever and they're sensible and that they leave the skins on the mananas that they eat. Is it really necessary to test cosmetics on them? I mean, how important is lipstick to you, Dean? And then there's a long pause and Dean is like, not very. <laughs> and then he... <laughs> Then he gets, he, I'm sorry, but the not very got me because like Dean is so clearly at the end of his rope, but he's trying his hardest. It was very funny. He's really trying. He's really he trying. He does like such a big yeah. part before. Yeah, <laughs> the not very. <laughs> and then he persuades him to go into the cabin. Um, Cass is weird about the bone that they picked. He sniffs it and he goes, this was a good choice. Good bone. He can tell who it is. He can tell who By it name. is. By name. Sister Mary Constant. Good choice. I was like, what is your problem? I'm obsessed with you. Are you serious? Literally. Okay. I love him silly this whole guy. episode. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, silly, silly guy. Cash reveals that the garrison is like silent. His entire garrison is dead. So, okay. Here's something that I actually want to talk about with the garrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there... Cass often talks about just, like, the garrison. And I'm just wondering, like, mm-hmm. are there multiple garrisons? Or is his kind of, like, the only... Because he hardly ever says, like... Usually when he talks about an angel, he's like, my this garrison. is somebody from my garrison. Yeah. He, I don't know that he ever says, like, this. he was from, like, a different garrison than me. So, like, is the garrison just all, like, fighting angels? Or, like... That was what I was thinking it was. Because... When he explained initially who the garrison were a few episodes ago, I feel like he explained it like they are the ones who are like on Earth doing stuff on Earth. So I I guess maybe they're making the connection that like the angels that were ever on Earth are part of Cass's garrison and that's who that's the angels that we have kind of come across mm-hmm. so far. Um because I don't think it's alluding to all angels. Like, obviously, it doesn't end up being just based on the rest of the show. But I think it, like, it's kind of like everyone he knows. Like, our bestie, Anaeus? Anaeus? Sorry, Anaeus? 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 Anaeus. Okay, new OC, Anaeus. How do you spell that? Yeah, and I just looked up the definition of garrison, uh-huh. and it says a military post, especially a permanent military installation. So that would make sense, like, if it's all the angels on Earth, like, that's their permanent, like, station, you know what I mean? Their, their job, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he says, I was captain of my garrison, which leads me to believe that there was more than one. This also kind of goes against, like, some of the initial law that was set up with the angels that, like, they haven't right. been on Earth. In 2,000 um, years. Hey, listen, just it's don't worry supernatural. About it. Don't worry I don't about really it. expect. <laughs> yeah, don't think about it too much. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Um, I'll just, yeah, I'll just be more silly about it. <laughs> You're right. Is is this where they have a little fight, or is that oh, it's later. later on? It's later. Okay. I get the, like, cabin scenes mixed up because there are a lot of just them all standing in that room. They should just switch out the lighting as the day progresses. That would be cool. Um, that cabin looks like the cabin in Yellow Jackets. I, I thought that a couple times during this episode. There's, like, God, I miss it's Yellow Jackets. classic cabin. I miss Yellow Jackets yeah. so much. When will she return from war? Um, okay, I'm back. Um, and it turns out that Cass has brought them all together to tell them that Kevin 
has been abducted probably by the Leviathan, uh, Leviathans, sorry, um, because uh, all of the angels in the garrison are dead, and uh, if there's anyone left, they're in hiding, um, which means, yeah, that Kevin's, he's gone. He's alive, but um, he does not want to fight, and he fe felt a lot of responsibility, but it's no longer in his hands, so um, he feels much better. Um, meanwhile, Meg's freaking out because they called Crowley. Mm. And hilariously, she says, well, I'm sorry about that, but I'm outie. Like, <laughs> she's just like, uh, just like anybody on Tumblr. Everyone would have said that. <laughs> Guys, can you still hear me? This is stressing me out. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. So it was just unfunny. Was, cool. I was laughing. Maybe it wasn't picking up. Okay. <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> You will hear. You will hear on my recording. We'll see. <laughs> Guys, I'm doing a bad job. Is there anything specific that you want to talk about this episode? Because I feel like otherwise we're not going to get through it. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to be bossy and take Please. over slightly? Is that I'm what you're asking you. for? Okay. Look, you know I can do that. I do. Okay. I do know. Um. Yeah. So I wanted to say that I think that it's, I completely forgot the reason that Cass kind of comes back to the boys after mm. well not comes back but gets reconnected is because he needs to communicate that and it's almost like he's like well he said the last episode that he like doesn't want to be involved but he's like ah oh, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them and then that's gonna be it then I'm uh, and then but then in this episode he keeps helping them like he helps them get food um and he is like helping clean up around the house in the background like he's doing mm -hmm. dishes and shit um so it's so like that despite himself he stays he around sandwiches and stuff um and then that's how yeah like like i i thought that was okay that that is like obviously later on but that is so sweet he like <laughs> we've got it in the transcript he like describes how he's made these sandwiches and it's very um in detail <laughs> yeah i just want to know how um, did he have time to cure that ham that's what I thought. I was like, can he magically speed <laughs> an angel ability? Can he, he can cure, cure him. Yeah. Yeah. Just a special little thing. He went to a little farm in Normandy for the wheat and the lettuce and tomato and and they thoroughly examined and comforted the pig before I slaughtered it for the ham here. <laughs> um, you need your strength. But yeah, I think that's just so sweet. Um the boys are just kinda like, um, thank you. Like what, are you guys gonna starve? They didn't even eat the sandwiches. I I know. We could just why couldn't we see them just having a little bite? Just a little like, okay. They were so we're gonna bitchy eat. Like, about what are it. they what are they running on? Yeah, um he just it's it's just a funny like I don't think I've ever watched this episode, obviously, with such an intent, like, um attention paid to Cass, but the way that he kind of just slowly gets more and more back entangled, even though he really didn't want to he be. He does a pretty mm -hmm. good job trying it to slither out of it for a while, you know? Mm. But he can't resist Dean being I mean... nice to him. The thing is that, like, can I say something? <laughs> it is shockingly yeah. cruel when yeah. Dean says, no one cares that you're broken, Cass. Like... I liked it Okay, wait, okay. <laughs> that is, like, a really terrible thing to say to somebody, regardless of, like, their avoidant tactics and stuff like that. Like, that is pretty rough, I would say. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, I would say 
it is surely out of pocket, but I think in these circumstances, I think it is it is good writing and it does make sense to me. It's cruel, but I understand how he's got to that point. Like you were saying earlier, Ilsa, he is very um, uh, concerned as he's talking to Cass. Like he doesn't want to spook him mm. at the start, I guess. But then I think just the addition of Bob, the Bobby spirit situation and everything has really increased his stress levels. And then, but yeah, it's very cruel. It's a very mean thing to say to him, I think. I feel like that's one of those things that it's like, if you said that in real life in an argument, you would immediately kind of realize that that's like, despite the validity of the rest of what you're saying, that's like so out of line. But, like, I also feel like, so Cass is, like, the re- what, like, leads up to that is Cass is saying, I can't help. I can't. I destroyed everything and I will destroy everything again. Can we please just leave it at that? And so, like, mm. like, it just, like, really sucks to hear this because, like, what happens to Cass next is that he gets, like, abducted by angels, lobotomized to the point where he's supposed to, like, kill D. De- like, you know what I mean? It's just, like... Obviously, the way that Cass acts in season seven is not cool. And we've, like, talked about that, that, like, this avoidant shtick is, like, not very cool. But then his, like, extreme overcorrection and purgatory to, like, repentance. And then the immediate, just, like, the way that he just gets beaten down again and again and again for the next, like, four seasons. It's just, it's difficult, you know? Like, it's just difficult. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think, but also, um, I think like Dean almost immediately gets like penance for that in this, like in what happens in purgatory. Like, um, I think that he. In what sense? Like, like, because he spends a year looking for him there. And so it's not like he doesn't care. So it's like, yeah, obviously this is really... Yeah, with his new tramp boyfriend. (laughs) This is really, like, harsh to say, but yeah. Can I... (laughs) Can I say something? And I I hope you guys don't take this the wrong way. I don't think what he said was cool at all. Okay. But, um... Wait, did you say that you don't think what he said is that mean? No, no, no. I don't think it's... I said that it... I said... I. I don't think it's cool at all. I don't think it's like a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. I do think, like Ella said, it makes sense. And also, sometimes I think this is going to be controversial. But like, sometimes when you are being avoidant, and I speak as an avoidant bitch myself, you need somebody to tell you, like, you have responsibility here. And you should act on that responsibility. So... While I don't love that no yeah. one cares while, that you're broken, I'm like, I don't think that's... I don't even actually think that's true. I think Dean very much cares, and he's trying not to. Um, but I just... I, I mean, he's being a massive bitch about it. Massive, massive bitch. No way around that. I think he's just so tired of having to, like, fight with Cass on stuff that he, in in the past, thought Cass would understand implicitly because he has acted yeah, like he did yeah. like they had such a like understanding and such a um connection that right, well the understanding was that Cass situation. would do whatever Dean wanted him to do Ooh, now we're i'm just saying it. like now we're in there's like 
I do agree with you. But but it but it's it's also it is that, but it's also like a, a certain amount of like emotional like honesty and it's like so that's like why the avoidance specifically is frustrating. Because I think that's new in this yeah. version of cast. I mean definitely. And I like I do agree with what you're saying, Ilsa. I just like I I think this is one of the cruelest things that Dean ever says to cast in the whole series. Like I think that's fair. That's just yeah. like I think that the things that you say to people matter. And I think that if you say something this oh, fucking sure. mean to yeah. somebody, you should at least, like, apologize for it. <laughs> like You should. Here's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of my biggest issues. I know I'm, like, treating fictional characters like real people. But, like, fuck, that's mean. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, it's like, like you said, if someone said this in real life, everyone would be like what the fuck is wrong with you that's a terrible yeah. thing to say and i feel like <laughs> but but in this crew it's like yeah it's just seemed as kind of like a barb here's the thing what i hate about it is that no one else acts like this is a real shitty thing to do about it like it's not an insane thing for dean to say because he is a mean bitch yes often okay i wish that sam had but been like no one dean, calls him jesus it. christ yeah <laughs> Because I also like, yeah, because like Meg says, "Nice, you scared off the Empire's only hope." I don't even disagree with the rest of what Dean says here, which is like, "We can't leave it. You let these friggin' things in, so so you, so you don't get to make a sandwich. You don't get a damn cat. Clean up your mess." Like the rest of that, I absolutely agree with. But it's just like, I mean, yeah. god damn. <laughs> I, I do understand, like, I understand the impulse. I understand where he's coming from. I even understand why he said it, like, that way. Yeah. Like, there's a certain level of frustration where, that you have with a person who is, like, avoidant like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think, you're right, like, it was extremely cruel. He didn't need to say that. Yeah. He didn't need to do that. Well, and also, like, I love a fight where people say, like, really, really mean shit to each other. But I do want it to kind oh, yeah. of be resolved in a different way than this. But Cass is also making that impossible because he's refusing to, like, engage with this. Because he immediately leaves and is like, we should play Twister. Because he's just like... It's too much. He's like, I, I'm not dealing with this. Mm. I would love it if they actually had more fights. I yes. mean, Cass and Dean. Sorry, this is rude. Where they actually, like, talk to each other in a way that makes sense. Yeah, you know, like that is, uh, that responds on a similar level. Yeah, I can't remember what season it is. Um, I think it's maybe twelve. Um, and it's when, uh, it's was it twelve? It's when fucking Dean agrees to let the angel into Sam's body. Maybe it's not twelve. Maybe it's eight or something. Um, but he didn't tell Cass, and and then Crowley is like trying to help them by going into um, I don't know. But anyway. That Dean apologizes to Cass in that scene and then they talk about it. And I feel like that is one of the only times besides, like, um, Purgatory Round 2 um, that actually resolve a fight. Those kind of words yeah. are exchanged. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they have, like, that's one of my favorite things in season 15. And I'm sorry I'm getting ahead of the, of the where we are at. Um but my favorite thing in season 15 is that Cass is finally saying, actually, I'm not taking this shit anymore. You're acting completely unfairly. Yeah. And I'm not going to stick around for it. And even though I love you, and I do, I am i don't have to suffer this. Yeah. Like, I think that's 
That's very good. Ugh, now I'm just thinking about um, that scene. Okay, going crazy. We got a lot of show. <laughs> this show goes for a long time. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should talk about what we should do now is we should talk about this episode. Uh, okay. um, and then we'll have other episodes where we talk about other episodes, I think. If you really want, I guess. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the scene where they're talking by Bobby. I mean, by um, the Impala. Sorry, Bobby dies oh, yeah. in this episode for real. He goes away for real. Yeah. They burn the flask that was tethering him. Speaking of Bobby, I have in my notes Ghost Bobby Gobby? Question mark? Yeah, Gobby. <laughs> Why do you do these things? <laughs> Gobby with an H, obviously, right? Yeah, Gobby. Gobby. Go- Gobby. No, I can't. Gobby. Um, shout out to all the Australians who are laughing at me saying the word gobby over and over What's, again. Hey, um, that's just hello, it's gobby me. That's just for does us. It mean just something, hello, gobby me. Does it mean something, um, sexual? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a blowjob. It's just all right, silly word. Keep your secrets. <laughs> I will figure it out. I am not. Yes, I knew it. It was a blowjob. I'm good. I knew it. Um, I'm so good. Well done. Six points. Thank you. 69? Um, but yes, Gobby. So Dean and Cass go pick up the Impala and have one of the most insane conversations I've ever seen in my life. And mu- I, can I say something complimentary about uh, Dean? Oh, please. Am I allowed? Everyone will love this. They will, the people will fall to their knees and praise. He's looking very fetching in his little jacket i must say yes this is also in my notes i was like i don't know you kind like, of like he was like i'm gonna put on my cute jacket for the this pop color. trip it's nice to see him dress up a little he's mm. like let me get my cute one yeah nothing's ever gonna replace the og jacket um but this is a good look this is a good look yeah for him. but Cass has several <laughs> on insanity inducing sentences in this Let's Conversation. Do this. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so it starts off with Dean funnily saying that like he needs a wingman. Um, I like that. I was like, do um, you? And um, if possible, anyway. editor, could we cut in this yeah. conversation? Oh, I'll try my ooh, best. Ooh. I'll do my best. Only if possible, if not possible, NBD will read it out right now, but it, I think it, that would be a nice touch. I'd love to do this. Yeah, yeah sure. so like Dean, you know, he's asking Cast for a lift essentially to um where they've had the Impala hidden. Um and as we've talked about before, it's been missing, I think Wikipedia said for seventeen episodes. Um and they've been going from other old sports car to other old sports car. Um that I guess they've just been stealing. Um uh, yeah. but Thief School. Unless they could get cars from Bobby's house. I don't know. I feel like they've been stealing Beef anyway. We miss Bobby's house getting exploded, I think, right? No, I think we spoke about it. Does that yeah, happen? Yeah, we spoke about it. Oh, sad. sad. I loved her. <laughs> I, something I loved about this scene. Sorry. sorry something I love about this scene is Dean says thanks for the lift. And then Cass says, my pleasure. And then he like, he, Cass is the one that initiates saying something. Like, he says Girls. Dean, and then yeah. he's like, you know. It's time. We've been over it. I get it. You can't help. Because I guess this is classic now Dean being like, we never had a fight. What what fight? What are you talking <laughs> about? Like, <laughs> like, um, but Cass is the one. Like you said, Ilsa, 
it was such a cruel thing to say, but it seems to have, unfo- not unfortunately, but because it was so much stronger than the other kind of um, arguments being made, it seems to have like made Cass maybe think about it a little bit more. Um, and so he's, it's like Cass is trying to figure out where he may fit if he was to help anymore, kind of in the same way as he's been doing throughout the episode. Like, um, so do, do you want to do a dramatic reading? Uh, sure. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> the editing. I'll give it a shot. Um, do you want to do both, or do you want one of us to be one one of? One I of think us to be that's one, one to be getting too close to RP. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. Thanks for the lift. My pleasure, Dean. Yes, we've been over it. I get it. You can't help. If we attack Dick and fail. You and Sam die heroically, correct? Brutal. Brutal, right? I don't know, I guess. And at best, <laughs> I die trying to fix my own stupid mistake, or I don't die. I'm brought back again. I see now, it's a punishment resurrection. It's worse every time. I can't take this fucking shit. See, like, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna slap somebody silly. It's worse every time. And guess what? It's... <laughs> It never right. gets better. It has been. Guess what? He was uh. right. Ooh! <laughs> Dean says... Sorry, uh, we're talking about God crap, right? I'm not good luck, Dean. Yeah, well, you know what? Bottom of the ninth, and you're the only guy left on the bench? Sorry, but I'd rather have you. Cursed or not. And anyway, nut up. All right? We're all cursed. I seem like good luck to you. Cass stares at Dean. This is what's said. It's in the transcript. I'm not. It's in the transcript. And <laughs> Dean goes. What? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. But I detect a note of forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, well, probably going to die tomorrow, so. Well, I'll go with you. And I'll do my best. Thanks. So, can I ask the plan? And um, and that's the scene. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Well, Dean says, well, according to Crowley, Dick knows we're coming, so we're going to announce ourselves big. But yeah. <laughs> I skipped um, that part because it didn't seem that's, important. That was fucking crazy what they did right there. Like Several, we, several crazy hits in We this. were all just so, like, upset about what Dean had said, and, and we've been, we've been through so even though we've only covered what four episodes this season it has been an emotional so roller coaster for destiel enjoyers so much um across the Quite world literally and um, for what? <laughs> uh, uh, this is just good stuff sarah i'm sorry we've ever said anything bad ever about you you did a I'm good sorry, job sarah. i'm literally sorry sarah like you went crazy and sarah scene. i'm sorry <laughs> Actually, baby like you know like this we need to link up repent yeah. sarah i don't know what your agenda is but i like that you don't seem to know either and i think that's i enjoy it cool. i enjoy it always keep them guessing yeah. sarah gamble says <laughs> yeah, always yeah, keep yeah, them yeah, guessing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never let like, them know your next move. Never ever played straight. This is 
This is a tight scene. I think yeah, it's I think really so it's really good stuff. Um I we get this this the the fun thing about this scene is um like you said Cass is being a bit conspiratorial. This is a a part of their relationship that I think so far hasn't really been um in the show as much right. where they are working mm-hmm. together as a team and like they're having fun and it's kind of more yeah. fun yeah yeah we've, we've seen them work as a team in very melodramatic situations yeah. but obviously this is a very melodramatic situation <laughs> like the leviathan uh i guess trying to take over at least america so far um and that's a big deal but uh they they get on so well can I say something that really gets my gut every time I watch this scene? It's not um, the very popular fact that um, Dean says, sorry, but I'd rather have you. It's like, I get that a lot of people see that as incredibly romantic and I understand why it's, it doesn't really hit that way for me. But um, I do think that what is very cute is when, Cass starts smiling and like looks away and Dean like quirks his head or whatever and he's like what he looks so charmed he looks so like you're annoying me so much but you you're I mean like you're so cute like that is that facial expression to me like that's the bit that reads more romantic to me like yeah the other bit it's it is it is a very sweet thing to say like because he's trying to express like that Cass is still important to him despite what has happened. Like that's the 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 subtext of saying like that he'd rather have him. Um, but the just that little look mm. is so fun. It's very cute to me. I'm sorry to be Men will look at each other on, on the, the TV. Especially on the TV and have the TV thoughts. show Supernatural. This is prone to happening. Can we talk about yeah. well um. I'll go with you? oh my god actually no because i'll explode (laughs) i mean what is there to say i just want to bring attention to it i hate this i'm gonna have to rewatch this episode to understand how i feel about it again it's just like this scene is like so crazy (laughs) so crazy also so this first of all Cass saying, if we attack Dick and fail, then you and Dam die heroically, correct? Like You and Dam? You and Dam Did I just say that? You and Dean? You and Sam? Oh my god, okay. Bad at reading. You said you and Dam die heroically. Sorry, me and my buddy Dam. Me and my buddy Dam going. Another ship name. Yeah. Dam, die heroically. Um, anyway, it says die heroically, correct? First of all, like, okay, lay them out, Cass. Like, I just feel like that's such a sort of, they don't ever really talk about that, but basically, like, or maybe they do and I just don't pay attention. But, like, the idea that, like, Sam and Dean are always going to be sort of, like, like, valorized. Yeah, exactly. They're always going to be valorized even in death because Mm -hmm. they'll die, like, doing whatever. And then Cass doesn't get that kind of, like, he'll never get that kind of thing because he keeps getting brought back is, like, goddamn. I would love to know why you would say that to me. <laughs> it's, it, it, some like, it's funny in terms of also something that we've noticed about um, how 
Cass this season has been, he was pushed out of the story and then he's been brought back and he like doesn't want to be a part of the story. And so him saying that he's almost kind of mocking the conventions of the mm-hmm. story at, at its core. Like, it, so it's, it just works on so many levels. Exactly. It's not just, yeah. oh, that's what you guys are going to do. It's like, that's what you guys are going to do on the show Supernatural. Right. And like, especially how like, this is actually how the season starts is like, I die trying to fix my own stupid mistake. Him like giving back the souls to Purgatory and then us. A- they all think that he's killed by the Leviathans. Um, But he doesn't die and he's brought back again. It's a punishment. Like, and he spent this whole season, like trying to avoid his punishment basically by opting out. And he's like not allowed to opt out and it does get worse every time. And like, Ooh, it's bad for Castiel. Like, I know we talk about being God's like favorite punching bag, but it's bad for Cass. Yeah, and then him and Dean get sent to, like, uh, you know, a place that, like Cass says, uh, monsters, like, prey on each other for all eternity or something. Um, and while we don't get, like, the specifics of what exactly happens uh, to monsters in Purgatory in terms of mm-hmm. uh, do they die forever, uh, you know, da da da, um, it's like they're going to a place of punishment as well. It's not just that they die. Yeah. It's like, well, no. Like, isn't purgatory kind of just like even in you know in the Christian canon or whatever, like a place of punishment? Like, isn't that the vibe? Is is purgatory not like limbo? I don't know. I'm I wasn't raised Catholic. Yeah, no, I think it is limbo. I think I don't know this for sure, but like purgatory is where you mm-hmm. go if I guess if you're not going to hell but you haven't been baptized as a Christian. Is that right, Ilsa? In your understanding, I. I, as far as I know, but I'm, I wasn't raised Catholic, so the yeah. church I grew up in didn't believe in purgatory, so, um. Well, one thing that I know about purgatory is that it used to be, for Catholics, mm-hmm. I guess, that, um, yeah. unbaptized babies would go to purgatory, um, because. Right. That's what they, I thought of you know, as well. Weren't, they hadn't really had the chance to sin yet, besides, you know, the original, um, but it was also like they couldn't get into heaven because they weren't baptized. So like, what are we going to do with them? They would go to purgatory. Um, but then one of the popes was like, guys, the babies can go to heaven. And like basically like cleared all the babies to go to heaven. It's cool that he could do that. I know nice they that he do could that. do that. <laughs> it's interesting that he can, you can just kind of, you know, change up the rules. He just let God know. He was like, hey, man. From a yeah. human perspective. Okay, this is pissing me off. Let's stop talking about I churches. Say on that. Um, I was thinking that maybe um, the law of purgatory can be something that maybe we do some research Yeah, for on, the next season. Um, and we can cover it, yeah, next And season. then we can also talk about, um, like, uh, mythological places where beasts and monsters exist, like spirit worlds and whatnot. That would be interesting. Although I don't think they did enough with it. Yeah. Anyway, I was actually just watching the other day. I was watching the uh, finale of uh, Avatar: The Lost Airbender again, and Ko the Face Dealer was in there, and I was like, "Of course you were." Like likely thing for me to do. I know. Um, <laughs> and um, Ko the Face Dealer was in there, and I was like, "God damn, that's a good concept. That is so like so scary." It was so scary. It's still scary. Like it's so epic. It's like this. Anyway. If you haven't seen it, you should watch the show. 
you should watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Anyway, um, that's my message to you. Jesus, I just kicked something over. All right, Cass and Dean kill uh, Dick. Do we want to talk about how they they fake him out? Yeah, um, well, the reason that uh, Crowley, um, initially he doesn't, he didn't know that Cass was alive, um, and then he, I guess, Cass, Cass knows, Cass already, so this is a bit convoluted because of the way they kind of explain it, but Cass knows that he knows the Leviathan, like, he knows inside, like, and he's keeping that from them. Mm. And it's only when Meg is like, you idiot, he he can see which Leviathan is the real one, like, after they find that out. Um, and so, yeah, they go there. <laughs> uh, a lot of this, I, I do have this in my notes, there's a lot of really convenient things going on in this episode. Um, I like know. When they're, I was when they're like, in the car at the, at the start. At the radio? They the radio, the first thing they turn on is coincidentally news about Dick Roman that describes exactly where he is. So Hilarious. If I was them, I would have figured out that God was directing their lives, like, way sooner. Because, like, <laughs> you know, ne- it's always like... <laughs> You're listening to KQRZ, and today's sponsors are Dasani Water, and it's all that for the next 15 minutes. Yeah, but instead, it's just perfectly exactly the information they don't have currently in need. Um, And the other thing that was convenient is just that, like, they seem to be close to where Dick Roman is based, and I know that, like... You know, they let Leviathan out, so it's like, theoretically, it's all happening quite close, but it's like... The, the the place is like not only the headquarters but also like the factory where like things like things are getting produced like it's just a it's just a lot of stuff going on in a very convenient little place for them to all drive to or whatever. Also, okay, when the <laughs> Impala, so they like drive up and they're like, we're gonna make an entrance, and they drive through they're like tokyo drifting around it's you know it's it's cute. So funny. and then they like <laughs> plow into the sign i did not expect the sign to be glass and i was like holy fuck like mm. i was like ah! and then they just kind of like crash into it. it's glass and it chatters and like the car is mainly fine but i really thought that they were about to just like plow into like a solid steel sign and like crumple the impala yeah i didn't remember what happened because i was like well sam, it's not like sam fixes it up like i just was having all yeah. this stuff like in the seconds as they were coming up um i really enjoyed they played born to be wild by steppenwolf shout out to steppenwolf iconic but i don't think they ever get to the chorus right no it's just the like intro that's just awesome i think that yeah, was, I was like that call. kind of sucks yeah Oh. Oh, my bad. I, <laughs> I just thought it was a good call. What'd you say? I thought it was a good call, and Jess was like, that sucks. It was real funny. Guys, sometimes we disagree here on the cast cost, and that's okay. I thought you were saying it slaps. I did say did that, you that say it, it sucks. sucks. I wish that they, they had put in the chorus of the song. Oh, uh, no. I really like the intro. I almost like it a bit more than the chorus. Born to be wild. That. I'm making that my ringtone. Thank You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> I do it for you, baby. Yeah. And we're so grateful. Um, I also think it's really cute when Dean and Cass are like sneaking. Everybody's doing their little like stuff and Dean yeah. and Cass are like sneaking around and Cass is like, nope, that's not him. Nope, that's not him. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know that some like around the time I was first introduced to Destiel, 
this was a very popular gift set where um, Cass is like looking around the corner through yeah. the glass uh, and he looks back to Dean and Dean looks at him like, yeah, and Cass shakes his head no. And everyone was like, they can communicate with only looks. And I was like, girl, everyone can do, interpret. <laughs> anyone can uh, do that. Raised brows. <laughs> raised brows and a I think head it's just because, like, they're both in profile. Like, they look good. And, Don't like, get me wrong. Um, they, that's a classic. No, but yeah. this was a, a ubiquitous <laughs> statement I saw floating around Tumblr. I didn't even have Tumblr at that point. I was hanging out with my friend at her house and she was on Tumblr. And I was like, I don't know you know, that. You know that, like, that the whatever is in the water in Tumblr like made us all act a certain way. Like, I, I, you know, we're all still in that. If to be there fair. was a certain um, hysteria. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I just wanted to mention this. It my should be first, studied. My first exposure to Destiel was like those photo sets, those gift sets, and I was like, all right, sure. What a way to start. The first time I ever heard about Destiel, I was still like in high school, I think, and yeah, same. This girl that I followed was really into it. And I was like, this girl's crazy. Like, I was <laughs> like, really? The guy's on Supernatural? <laughs> so funny. I like could not. I was just like, that is one of the kookiest things I've ever heard. Those girls <laughs> online. They're and silly. Yet, <laughs> I and didn't now know. you're a girl I online. didn't know. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I said this before. It's like I I assumed Supernatural was a much worse show and obviously <laughs> there are levels to the quality of the show. Um, but then I also assumed that the ship was like had no canon kind of quality like because I just hadn't really ever – I'd never been in any fandom. Even kind of Buffy has it a little bit but it's even more canonical where – you have like these kind of weird subtext relationships. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of shows I've watched, it's like if you, oh, you know, you think you've had a couple, it was very much yeah. front mm. and center. Um, so I, I never interpreted it like that, which is just so funny now. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it life. It could not be further from how we that's interpret life. the show. It was really funny. Like I was watching, um, I was watching Blue Eye Samurai, and I was like, if I was watching this as like a normal person who hadn't been infected with fandom sickness i would probably think that there was nothing going on between mizu and akemi or nothing should go on and yet i do think they should fuck nasty um and there's nothing i can do about it i've also infected zig yeah. now anytime we're like watching a show and two characters are like looking at each other he'll be like kiss kiss <laughs> like he, he just has it in his head of like everyone that's very good it. i just want you guys to know that i'm not insane yeah. it's just like the first time that their paths cross like um, Akemi is being carried in a litter and she like looks out through the window and uh, Mizu like stares back and they hold eye contact with like slow music for like like five to seven to ten seconds and it was crazy. I was like lesbians <laughs> and then I stayed up watching the whole thing one night. We have to commit for lesbians. That is crazy and Long stairs and intense music and intense dialogue does not mean things are gay. Yeah, but so usually it does. Though, this is on the record. Is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy, and this is on the record. Um, sorry for speaking about my current thing. 
Um, let's talk about the fact that... Yeah, how dare uh, you? Let's talk about Dick Gasson, Roman. I like this guy. Let's talk about Dick Roman. He's very funny. He's I fun. I wish... When he exploded, oh. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has so many good like lines in this He's episode funny. and like you said it's it is like like a like a Roy kind of yeah uh energy of i'm gonna be quippier than you and on the quippy show like he's quippier than crowley even sometimes in the scenes so. exactly like him and crowley together were cracking me up i was like you guys suck so bad i enjoyed it very much i was like in another world <laughs> you guys are you know like Frenemies who fuck or something. I don't know yeah. what your situation would be. No, absolutely. Situation shit. Yeah, Dick for- Roman. I don't kiss on the mouth. Crowley. Genuinely, lost. do you see what I'm saying? Dick Lee Roman, real as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roman. I want to make a meme. Um. Let's start, let's stay strong. Um. So they kill him. Uh huh. Which is sad. Which can I say something? But there you go. In a really fun little yeah. thing. The, yeah. The kill is like literally Dean stabs him, and it doesn't work. And then, and then he's like, "Yeah, well, we'd have backups." And then they just like stabbed him again. Like there wasn't. It didn't seem to me like the initial stab really like like caught him that. Like, why would you not just use the the right one in the first place? You know what I mean? You successfully stabbed him. Yeah, I think that was quite silly. Yeah, I guess maybe it, like, was just a backup. It was like, well, just to be safe, let's do a fake out to distract him. Because if if he was able to stop them. From a storytelling, just, like, from from an episode construction point of view, it felt like maybe they Mm. should have had Dick Roman, like, shatter the first one or something. Like, they successfully stabbed him the first time. If... That's the case. Why would they not just try to use the weapon that would work? You know what I mean? Like, it seems like you're actually mm. creating more opportunities for failure by doing it incorrectly the first time. I was just like, this is a little silly. Something funny about the scene, though, is just before when the boys um, kind of rock up in the room, I guess mm-hmm. they fly in or whatever, um, Dick Roman says, little abrupt, but okay. <laughs> Um, like before Dean like pulls out the machete and stuff, you know what I mean. So it's when they decapitate that dude. Yeah, I wonder if that's a little wink to like, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know this is a bit quick. We had some other stuff to do in this episode. Um, but you know, good for them for doing it. Mm. I kind of wish that they had had Cass stab him, but I guess Cass is still in his pacifist phase at this point. Yeah, because it's so yeah. pacifist to hold someone's head back while someone stabs them through the neck. Well, okay, can I say something <laughs> about pacifism? Yeah. Or not really, but yeah, this yeah. is more a response to the Monster of the Week coverage of the Winchesters, which I didn't watch. So this is like the only way for me to engage with the Winchesters because I'm not going to watch it. But like, there's that one member of the team who's yeah. like a pacifist. So her role is like, to do all of the research and stuff and i was like i'm pretty sure it does violate the past the like tat the the tacit the rules tacit implication <laughs> the tacit rules of pacifism implicit uh, yeah understanding or tacit whatever. agreement if you just like give everyone else the tools to kill something but you don't do the killing yourself like i'm pretty sure that's not really 
correct. Right. Like, that's just keeping your hands Yeah, clean. it's latka. Yeah, that's just, like, her moral high Yeah, I, I, I think that as well, like, her... it To me, it doesn't even make sense with her backstory. Um, because it... From what I remember... I've only watched the episodes once, but from what I remember, she, like... It's from her kind of not doing something that, or not being able to do, like, help somebody, that was the drama. And so it's like, wouldn't actually being proactive about monster hunting be more in line with, like, what you went through? It doesn't yeah. really, it didn't really make sense to me. Um, I understand why they wanted it for, like, the group dynamic, um, but... She ends up fighting a lot, yeah. so it's, it just felt, uh, you know. But. Well, anyway, oh, back well. to Supernatural. Back to Supernatural. They kill um, Dick. Yeah, they kill Dick. He laughs at them very grossly. R.I.P. Dick. You're a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun, and mm. his laugh was gross and hilarious and very cool. I think it was a good job. When he um, starts, like, I vibrating really... in the air. <laughs> Like the air pulses. Yeah, I was going to say the the effects that they so do crazy. when he explodes is um, something we haven't seen before and we won't see again. I love it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. It like vibrates out and then sucks in like and then there's like eerie silence for a second. Um, And then he explodes, which is one of our favorite things that can happen to somebody on this show. Exploding dick, guys. Incredible. And yeah. And then that's the end of dick. But Crowley steals Kevin. So Kevin's in for a bad, bad, by a time. And Sammy is alone. So yeah. he's going to be weird about it. And then we flash to Purgatory where... Um, guys, everyone has to watch the In the Hole of the Mountain King, uh, Kate Bush, Dan Dean, Purgatory edit. It's so good. I will link it. It's the the version of In yeah. the Hole of the Mountain King by Trent Reznor for, I believe it was for The Social Network. And yeah. it fucking Fuck goes, it fucks, it rules. The way that that song fits so well with so many supernatural scenes is that. Beautiful. I mean, anyway, so... It works especially well because Benny in Purgatory whispers, he whispers, he whistles the song. So it feels very thematic. It, it rules. Anyway, so Cass wakes up, or Cass wakes Dean up, and he's all stern and serious again. How did you guys feel about this? Sad. Sad? Because I hate the idea that, like, he just, like, could, he can just, like, turn it back on immediately when the situation calls for it. Yeah, I think they try and justify it with like, oh, the flesh made his brain different because there is no commitment to anything in Supernatural. Yeah, um, exactly. It's like... Yeah. I think I think like a complimentary read on it could be that he is um, really stressed, so he's almost defaulting back to like just being really straightforward mm -hmm. and blunt. I don't know about um, you, but when I'm but stressed... I don't yeah. know if that... When I'm stressed, yeah. I become less like myself. I don't know yeah, about don't know. you guys. It's like pulling him out of the avoidance. Um, I just, like, hate that they've, like, spent the whole season being, like, Cass's... They were tired of it? Well, it's just, like, we need Cass to go back to normal now, so he's gonna go back to normal now. Like, I kind <sighs> of wish that he had kept <sighs> some of, like, his mannerisms from this time 
Mm. Or, like, that it had taken him longer to maybe, like, lose it or something like that. Just because it's, like, it's just one of those classic things where, like, something extremely traumatic and, like, life-changing happens to a character. But then they have to go back to baseline. Like, with Bobby when he, like, Mm. is paralyzed. And then it's, like, well, he can walk again now. that was such a missed opportunity. You know? And it's, like, nothing really ever, like, Um, sticks. I think that they do slightly kind of try to incorporate it in their uh looney tunes episode because he starts off that episode being like guys i'm back and i'm gonna be a hunter like woo 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 um and and then later on he's like i'm gonna kill myself if i <laughs> oh. what i did wait let's cross that bridge when we come to it <laughs> yeah so i think we'll come back to this topic of how well they incorporate uh honeycast's uh kind of experiences and yeah because i i i I do think that like you said i do think they don't uh do it in a very meaningful way but i think there are like little glimmers of that personality in um the future of casts that weren't around Mm. before i think that's fair um anything else you guys want to mention before we uh not really i feel to after there oh yeah I have something. Can you imagine? I'm going to have to look up. I have the power right in front of me, so I will look it up. So um, I didn't mention before, but this episode aired on May 11th, 2012. Mm-hmm. So May 11th, 2012. And no, sorry, May 18th. That was the last episode. And then there's the next new episode we need to talk about, Kevin, was October of the same year, 2012. So... Would that would have been a crazy few months for Dean girls, Cass girls, Sam mm-hmm. girls? Even he's just left all alone in that. <laughs> all lab, of them are struggling um, with big sideburns. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> big cliffhanger. Well, they like it. <laughs> um, will we be covering the first step? Yeah, we will. I think we're only going to see Cass in obviously purgatory flashbacks. That'll be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of. Shit, Cass isn't in this episode much, but um, I can't wait. I'm gonna be so annoying about season eight. I love season eight. Get ready for suffering. It's amazing that one of the gayest seasons for Dean um and Cass, he, Dean also just has like another boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would be gay enough of just whatever happens between the two of them, and then they're like, "What if?" Oh, I forgot that we're gonna have to like actually. Uh. (laughs) what's that post his cajun vampire side piece piece, (laughs) um and we're gonna have to talk about fucking amelia (laughs) that's actually we're not gonna talk about that that's actually worse to me than talking about benny i'm not benny's hugest fan but amelia can choke i'm so tired of her She's so At least Benny's doing something interesting in the story, in the world. Amelia's character is from a different TV show. I mean, no hate, no shade. I get it. Sam's just doing his own thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Poor Kevin, though. Kevin has really been through it. He's he's so smart when he's, like, locked up. He's trying to figure out how to get out. There's no reason for us to talk about Amelia when we could, in fact, just talk about the fact that Sam just said, fuck him, kids about kevin like why did he do that <sighs> okay erasing women from the narrative Ilsa. it's a didn't know this is the misogyny <laughs> cast misogyny moment yeah sorry 
Uh, we talked about it briefly, but do you guys want to touch on Bobby? Um, actually, his his spirit, I guess, leaving Supernatural. No, because he'll point. be back later. Um, we are going to see him very briefly later on, but uh, yeah, it's a very it's a very funny character death because um, there is like obviously multiple episodes this season where the boys are mourning him and and he gets like a very beautiful send off episode. It's so much, you know, the acting in it is really mm. great. It's just like one of those episodes where you're like, oh wow, this is a good TV show. Yeah, um, and then and and then. And then immediately there's terrible things happening. But um, I thought it was really nice and I'd never noticed it before, but we actually don't see Bobby burn up in the way that we usually quite crudely see ghosts, like, light on fire. Mm. Um, Dean doesn't look, but Sam looks. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, Dean just looks at the flask before he turns around. Um, and But Cass is also there watching the whole thing. Um, I wonder if... Bobby's uh exiting and everything might be another thing that maybe uh gives Cass that like the kind of idea and the feeling that he could help more possibly because it's like reminding him that you know Dick Roman like shot Bobby you know like it could be something I don't know it's obviously not very explicit but it just made me think of that yeah I think I don't know. I feel like with Bobby, it felt like we already had mourned him, and then he's back just to say corny catchphrases. Do you know what I mean? And provide exposition. <laughs> it was a bit corny, his little last speech, yeah. But I will say, I do like the kind of, like, sort of in-depth exploration of, like, what being a ghost does to somebody. Yeah, like, I think that was interesting as well. Yeah, obviously, like, they're always, like, exercising ghosts and stuff, and it's like, well, ghosts are just evil, but it's like, you see how, like, the longer you stick around on Earth, like, the more kind of single-minded and just, like, like, the process of becoming a ghost necessarily means that you will turn into this, like, monster that has to be, like, taken care of. But I, I really mm. like getting to see that, like, long process and having it happen to somebody like Bobby, who it's like, you know, he would do anything for Sam and Dean, he literally died for mm. them. Mm. Um, so it's like, I don't know. Mm. That's like, I, I really enjoyed it. I like that part of it. Even though we actually didn't see too much about Bobby because that doesn't happen in cast episodes. But Yeah. Um, like, also, like, obviously because, like, his wife, you know, like, was essentially possessed and he had to kill her. And so the fact that he, like, as a ghost is yeah. possessing someone. Um, it's like that is like the final mm. straw for him. Yeah, I think that's that's. It must be incredibly scary, right? To be like, this is what I've fought against my whole, or a lot of my adult life, and now I am that. You know, mm. and it feels like we never really get mm. to engage with that in an interesting way, um, or fully. Mm. Um, and it kind of pissed me off. Pissed me off a little bit, but yeah. Okay, well, great talk, you guys. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> let's head into who wants to go first. For what? For simply what? Can, what? What are we doing? Don't play next? with me. Hey, Jess? don't get fucking cute with me. Impossible <laughs> default setting. Help it. Play your little jokes. You so oh, you're so funny. Ah ha 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 ha. Oh, a little a little Australian comedian <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> are you good? <laughs> What's going on, Jess? Is there something you want to discuss with us? Uh, you get to go first because you didn't try to be to 
to talk back to be a smart ass with me. Would you like to give us a, a salt locket? No. A heart locket or a salt mine? Um, I would pick at random. I think my heart locket is in fact uh the Dick Roman and Crowley scene at the at like the cold open. I mm-hmm. thought that was real fun. Mm. Um I love that 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 interaction is so fun like when dick says to crowley you should do this professionally and crowley just doesn't say anything i'm like he does this professionally (laughs) (laughs) that's his job anyway i think that they both really um they had an interesting dynamic in the scene and it was very fun to watch so plus Mm. for me a plus Shout out to Susan in in that scene, like when she comes in and has to make coffee. Oh my god, she's so good! Actually, actually, I've been there, gal. <laughs> yeah, so real. And also, can I say something else? Uh huh. Um, the scene where Susan finds yeah. uh, Kevin in the hallways, and she's like, "Why are you out of your cage, little mouse?" And Kevin looks like he's about to shit himself. Great scene. Oh. I've always loved that scene. Just like a little moment. Um, that actress. She's great. That actress Olivia Chang is on um, this show that was pretty good called Marco Polo. Oh, I've heard of it. Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it got cancelled, but I, I I liked it. It had um, who else is the main guy? He's very he's in a lot of things. Yeah, Benedict Wong. Okay. And he plays yeah he plays Coop Icon. And another guy in it I like was in the same room as a couple of weeks ago. This Australian actor. Oh, right that's now. so awesome. Mike's Mike. Um, can you tell us about your heart locket, maybe? <laughs> 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 yes um this week my heart locket is it's double-sided oh, um maybe triple-sided let me see Possible. um so- something fun is that when dick first kind of um he like advances towards dean and cass in the lab scene um cass like steps in front Aww. of dean a little sweetheart. And I uh I like yeah. he, he puts himself between and then he gets, you know, bonked away. Um that uh, that's really sweet. Um and yeah, I I think it might just be all the funny dick jokes <laughs> and like innuendo as well. Um if it obviously sorry, obviously the scene that we talked in like in detail earlier, um, I love I love that so much. That is just some good supernatural DCL shit. Um but the yeah um him like they said uh dick roman says to the other leviathans we were inside that angel um i like that okay brag um (laughs) and sorry it's a three-part thing i forgot about this i'm just looking at my notes um i love the running joke or not joke but the theme of Cass being so obsessed with playing board games because Like, board games are, like, something that humans created um, and they created the rules for. And it's also, like, board games are for fun and they are, like, kind of pointless. And so it's, it's like, he he's kind of really enjoying the, the structure of playing a board game. Can like, I say something? Because there's no consequences. I feel like Cass would yeah. be, like, really annoying to play board games with because he would know every single rule and he would say them all to you except for that he would break them whenever he felt like it (laughs) yes 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 i agree i also like either 
like he would have two settings, which would be like, ah, I'm just playing for fun and like no competitiveness, which I do sometimes. And is apparently, according to a lot of people, is not a very fun person to play against a person who doesn't care. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Um, But I also feel like he would have an incredibly, incredibly um, like, if someone challenged him, he would he would have to prove a point, and then he would be crazy and be a huge dick about it. So he would be like exactly he would he would be that person playing Uno who'd yeah. be like, well, actually, you can't put two reverse cards on top of each other um, if, <laughs> if they are not da da da. Like those rules that kind of people just are like, fuck it, this is the easier yeah. way yeah. to play it. Yeah, um, I just I enjoyed that because I just. Uh, it's just a fun little thing. Also, can I say something about Uno? If you say that you can't stack reverse cards, go get out. Get out. You're uninvited from the party. Go to jail. Well, I can't even think... Go to jail. <laughs> I couldn't even think of a real rule because I only know the, like, bootleg <laughs> <laughs> rules that everyone plays in. Yeah. People who say that you can't stack reverse and, like, collect cards and stuff like that in Uno. It's Why like, are you even playing? I can't... We are from such different places. We might as well be from different planets. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like, why are you even playing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't... There's no retribution. Retribution is the point of Uno. Uno is a revenge game. Nay, a revenge thriller. Uno is about fucking over your friends in the most cartoonish way possible. And that's why it's yes. fun. And then getting fucked over immediately yes. after. Exactly. Um, okay, well, my heart locket is... Well, mine is also going to be two-sided. So the first side is um, all okay. the dick jokes in not just this episode, but this season. It's funny. It is Very funny. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they make yeah. me laugh because I would be doing <laughs> the same thing. Nothing we can thing. do about that. Yeah. yeah. I would do the same thing. I mean, yeah. And then the other side of my heart locket is, I mean, this is like a broad one, but it's that whole conversation that we, that we talked about and then where Cass is like, it's a... Like, you guys get to be the heroes and I get brought back again to be punished. It's just like, <clears throat> I mean, it hurts so bad, but, you know, that's that's the stuff I love. I just love it. Um, the problem is, is that he's right. The hurt just yeah. yeah. Do we have, um, oh, wait, maybe I have a three-sided one. Because I also really like when Cass and... Crowley are talking to each other. We didn't really get into this. And Crowley is like, I'm gonna oh, yeah. I'm gonna fuck you yeah. up. And Gas is like, Do you want this honey? And Crowley's like, What the fuck is wrong with you? And Dean and Crowley are just trading looks and Dean's like, it's like, what's going on? Like Yeah, he's like, That's yep, that's what we've been dealing with. Um he doesn't even look that condescending. He's just he's like, This like, is yep, uh. it is what it is, you know? And I just that was like pretty fun. Um he <laughs> I love Crowley says something. Let me just pull it up in the transcript because I was like, I'm stealing that. That is a hilarious thing to say. Let me pull it up. Okay. I just want to mention that my, um, while you're pulling it up, sorry, it, like my favorite yeah. part is like, like uh, Jess said, like, he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And then he's like, you're already a little bit strange. When you're better, I will fuck you up for real. That's his. He's like, I'm gonna kill you when you're normal because this is. I don't like no fun. (laughs) Uh, What were you gonna say, Ella? Yeah. So um, he says, like, (laughs) uh, how's he phrase it? Sorry, I. Yeah, he's like, you're off. 
like he says like you're off your rocker and then um he says text me when sparkles here retrieves his marbles <laughs> it's a lot happening in that sentence his marbles Love yeah it. And then he also calls the vial of blood a prezi. I forgot. Um, I so even shout notice. out. Uh, uh, that is also what we I know. call presents. We know. Um, we know your vibe. Yeah. I also I also <laughs> like when Meg said that she was Audi because I say that I'm Audi. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wow, yeah. just like my friend Jess. <laughs> um, um, in the interest yeah, of becoming, cool. of getting Audi eventually, do you guys have salt oh, mines? Right. Um, Edla, why should I go first for this one? Yeah, did um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I have one off the top of my head. Like, I I think like obviously we talked about how there is a lot of um upsetting behavior in this episode. Um, but I don't think I have any thing that I doesn't doesn't feel right. Like I think this episode does a really good job at being this episode of television. <laughs> what a sentence. Um okay. Um my <laughs> my, my soul my, King stop of, like <laughs> critique over here. Stop I need to get a sentence out. Um my salt mine is sort of uh you know looking ahead, you know? Um oh. I hate how this episode sets Kevin up. Like He's trying so hard to be the protagonist in the story, mm. but God hates him. And he could have won. Yeah. He's doing everything right. Like he's mm. he's picking locks. He's like sneaking around. He's doing all of it. Everything. He's doing it right. But it's not good enough because he's not the protagonist. Like, come on. I'm mad. Aren't you mad? Stupid. It's He's so sweet to the girl, um, Louise. Polly, I think. Is- Oh yeah, Louise is the um maid. Yes, Polly. Like he's so sweet to her. Um and he's he's really trying to just figure out what's going on. He's like, Are you a prophet? Like he's so nice. He's so nice. And then he realizes she's so totally out of it and he's like, Guess I'm alone then. And he just fucking handles it. Like the first episode we saw him, he was so like whack and out of it and all of all of that. Um and it's nice to see how he sort of like this is an insane situation, but he's doing his best to cope. And I, I think he's really brave. And I think that he deserved better. So Yeah. Um he's he was in the last episode, so I guess it's like we didn't see, you know, mm-hmm. what happened with him there. Um, but I think it was just him kind of um being like stuck in the office, um and, and worried about his mum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, they, they show her, like, having, like, a knife to her Success. Um, I, I have a double-sided salt mine as well. Let's hear it. The first one is... Okay. I didn't know they had sides. Yeah. She has well, a bounty yeah. in there, okay? She's got a, a ripe mm-hmm. hole. The first okay. thing is when Dean talks about um donkey punching, which, at the time, I was like, <laughs> isn't that, like, a pretty, like, like pretty not to pass judgment on anybody but like a pretty like not nice sex act and the ever you know informative supernatural wiki tells me um a donkey punch is a sex act where the back of the head of the receiving partner in sex is punched supposedly causing a tightening of the muscles which i just had to say like that's pretty wild that that was on supernatural because that feels like kind of advanced you know what i mean excuse me 
I feel like I feel yeah. insane. I didn't see this. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's I sorry. I'll read the whole sentence. So Dean says, "Look, like he's this is to Crowley when Crowley rocks up. Look, did you come here to a uh, donkey punch, uh, your old grudges, or to help us end Dick? Pick a battle. I think that's um he because that's when." Um, he's like interrogating Cass. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, we forgot about something fun that Cass says. We didn't mention this at all. So, um, when Crowley's just like, oh yeah, this part. Now, like, what do you have to say for yourself? Cass says, "Well, I'm still uh, honing my communication strategy. I haven't even been back to heaven. I keep thinking there are no insect insects up there, but here we have trillions. You know." They're making honey and silk and miracles, really. And then Carly's like, what are you talking about? And then Cass says, um, preferring insects to angels, I guess. I feel like that was clear. Carly's being a bit of a... Um, and then that's when he says, here, I can offer you a token. Yeah. And that's, he's got the honey bag. A yellow substance. Um, that is, like... Guys, I didn't know what donkey punch so was. Right. I'm sorry. Like, I sit, sit, sat here with my, like, with my <laughs> mouth open for, like, a full ten seconds. Just trying to figure out what's going on. I had changed like, the subject. Like, we had gone back to pure times. <laughs> that just seems like not a very nice thing to do to someone. So, you know, that was just... I, it's a little bit you much, know, honestly. What the fuck, I guess, is what I'm saying. And then... Yeah, and especially if he's talking about Crowley and Cass. It's like he's saying, like, you guys are, are fucking and... You would do that to him, but you're still it's fucking just, kind of like, like it's just not you know, really cool any which way you look at it. Um, <laughs> I think I, it was so gross. I just like yeah. I so there's that, and then the other thing that I have is sorry Elsa, the the you know little blonde that. girl that we were just talking about. Oh, Polly. Yeah. When they make her mm. take oh, her yeah. clothes off, that for was what so nasty reason? For no this girl reason. is like sixteen. And she has to stand, like, obviously, like, I don't know. I found that just, like, I think I think it's meant to be disturbing, right? Like, that's... I mean, it definitely is, but the fact is that they did make an actual 16-year-old actress stand in front of not just a room of actors, but also all of the cast and crew are there. And it's, like, I understand that, like... You want to be edgy? Acting as but... a job and stuff like that. But it's a weird job to have. And I just mm-hmm. feel like that was not necessary, especially because Supernatural isn't really a show that does that kind of thing. Um, And I think that there were other ways I, to demonstrate I feel like maybe she she's thin, not 16, but... You know, mm-hmm. that she's, like, pretty skinny without making a teenage actor take off her clothes. Like, yeah. there was... I understand that it's supposed to be disturbing, but... It was disturbing on like more than one level to me. Mm. I get that. I um I have a feeling just based on her IMDb um that it's like she was older than sixteen, but um, yeah, yeah, vibes still weird. It's still it like you said they could yeah. have done that in yeah. another way. Um, I think it's it like okay we've talked we 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 gassed up Sarah Gamble before, but um. We've mentioned slightly that she does seem to have an issue with um, women, especially. Oh, she's my age. So how old would she have been? In that's crazy. Nineteen. Oh, that's how old she would have. No, she's not her age. Oh, the what the she would have been woman. nineteen then. The actress. Okay, the actor. Yeah. 
I thought she said Sarah Gamble's your age, and I was like, "There's no way." No, no, oh, God, she's close. She's she's not far away. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how young she is. Um, but yeah, the actress. So yeah, like you said, and she mm-hmm. definitely looks really young. Mm-hmm. So it definitely um adds. I mean, to she's the still even though she's nineteen, she's still a, a teenager. Like that's still like yeah. I I just like I thought that was pretty gratuitous and in a pretty gross way. Mm. Yeah. I think and that's completely fair. more so because Supernatural really isn't a show, that kind of show. Because they're on the CW, they don't really have like gratuity. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it's like Game of Thrones before. or something like that, where it's like a certain mm. amount of like, well, this is what it is. It feels like kind of, it just, fe- I don't know. I just didn't like it very much. I think that's fair. And so I, I think you're right. In my salt mine. Valid. Something I do like, sorry, th- I've just spotted on the wiki, is that there's a section called. Claire Sentience. Okay. Clairsentience. C-L-A-I-R-S-E-N-T-I-E-N-C-E is the ability to sense energies and things that are not visible to the naked eye. I didn't realize that that had a word, but um, that's like really fun. There's a little fun list of times that has happened. Um, the only other time that we would have seen so far is the rapture. Um so it's when Anna like can see that Sam is different mm-hmm. after drinking demon blood. Um so it's like that kind of angel mm. sense, I guess. Uh and yeah, and in this episode it's obviously that Cass is able to sense which Leviathan is the OG. Fun. One. That's quite fun. So yeah. Alright, guys, do you think this is it? Okay. Are we out? Are we out? It has to be. As as Meg would say. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, oh, um, yeah. before... All right. Well, our next, please let me speak. Our next episode is going to be our <laughs> feedback episode for season seven. So if you have anything to say, please write in at the castcast at gmail.com or you please. can write into our Tumblr, which is the castcast mm-hmm. on Tumblr. Um, and, you know, we'd love to hear from you. So send us, send us your thoughts and we are going to talk about them. For sure, yeah. Um, okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love, yeah. Love you. No links. Yeah. <laughs> no, no links. Don't send Email us Tumblr links. ask links. Submit. It doesn't work in case you weren't listening earlier. You were listening earlier. You'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Bye. 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 Love you. Look. I'm done. Go get Dick. But don't do it because you think it'll scratch the itch. Do it because it's the job. Dick anticipates the Crowley double-double cross and decides to go fake out what just happened on the audio. Hello? Yeah, great. Are you, are you, is that it? No, (laughs) something crazy just happened on the audio. It sounded like, okay, it's fine. I can hear a baby crying. I can hear a baby crying in, like, from my house. The, like, what do you mean, outside? That's, I was just a bit checked Someplace out. Someplace in Australia? It sounds like there's a baby crying outside. Somewhere vaguely in okay. Australia. Okay, well, we can't possibly okay. fix that now. So please go on, <laughs> Ilsa. <laughs> okay, thanks. I not in my audio. Okay, so I want to make a joke about you yawning so bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Um... You're good. You're I thought good. That was pretty it's quiet. fine. It's very quiet. early. It was quite quiet. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm gonna cut it out. Obviously, I just think it's very cute and funny. <laughs>
You sound like a little, like <laughs> a little animal. Um, all right. All right. Are we okay. out? Beef levels off the chop today. We were stupid. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I have to go because I need to like, <laughs> make lunch and, and get dressed and stuff like that. So I need to go too. Um, but I love you both very much, and um, it was a. You, you know what you, what happened and me and Jess Why? are both looking Why? at you very because sternly. I sent a Tony Soprano joke in the um well no I not that's not Tony Soprano Ilsa do you think that's that that is Tony Soprano Godfather. what did I say I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that was a that was a, <laughs> okay let's Let's get Craig out of here and let's let Jess get out of here and let's let you get out of here. So it's just me. I love you guys. Mwah, mwah. Stay safe. Okay.